listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. North of Zero by Slip and Mickey's on AO3. Chapter 1. The Boy Without the turn of industry raising global temperatures, the Earth slid back into the Holocene, the era when humans emerged from the Old Divide Gorge and took over the planet. Ironic, Scully thought. The wind was howling and merciless, and cold permeated the bones. She had had a fruitless hunt and was tired and irritated and she probably hadn't been paying attention like she ought to have been. Replaying the scene in her head hours later, she tried to pinpoint the moment he got up with her, but she couldn't figure it out. But it was late, and she was tired, and it was so, so cold. Scully had not seen the boy until he gasped in surprise, the ice taking his feet out from under him. She'd been looking for game on the forested ridge the next valley over, and had been on her way back. Normally attuned to the woods around her, she had not known she was being followed. She whirled in surprise and watched him come down awkwardly on his ankle. He was thirteen, maybe fourteen, on the raw edge of manhood, the pale wisp of whiskers just creeping out of wind-chapped skin. She already knew a bone had broken. It had rent the air with the same sound as a hound catching a treat mid-arc, wet and sucking, the carnassial snap of enamel meeting enamel. It would likely have to be set. The boy whimpered from where he fell at the base of a large hemlock tree as she approached. He eyed her suspiciously as she whipped the cape from her back and settled it around his shoulders, settling onto her knees next to him. She heaved a sigh and gave him a quick, visual assessment. I'm going to look at your ankle, she told him. What's your name? She asked, trying to distract him as she ran her hand slowly down his shin. Mulder would be waiting in the rusted shack at the edge of the wood, and he would worry if she came back after nightfall. That was when the faceless men prowled, looking for survivors. The boy winced and inhaled sharply as her fingers ran over the cleft where the fibula met the talus, and she rocked back on her heels, eyeing the darkening horizon. Did he have people nearby? Could she leave him here without guilt? She didn't really have the time or inclination to take on a project. She and Mulder had tried that before, banding together with other survivors, and it had always ended poorly. And boys his age, as few as she had seen, made her uncomfortable. Her subconscious would scan their features, looking for a genetic echo of the scully molders. Mulder would have to pull her aside and whisper, It's not him. And she didn't have the space in her heart for the guilt. Even now, she had to ignore the blue of his eyes, and the way his gritted teeth had the same nathic slant as the only man she'd ever loved. William, he finally croaked, his adolescent voice like a bullfrog. My name is William. For a moment, she thought it had only been in her head, but he was looking at her expectantly, 
a little warily. What did you say? I said my name is William. Tunnel vision and tinnitus caught her like a noose around the neck. She might have passed out if she hadn't already been on her knees. The boy watched her closely. She took four deep breaths as her blood pressure regulated, and then looked around for something to splint his ankle with. She didn't have time to lose it on a hopeful impossibility. She didn't want him to know how knocked back she was. He couldn't be her, William. He could be dangerous. He could be a plant. Are you okay? he asked. Fine, she said, an old safe word. I think your ankle is broken. He pressed his lips together, nodded. You shouldn't put any weight on it at all, but I can probably splint it so you can limp along. Do you have far to go? He looked at her, but didn't say anything. Are you alone? she asked. Yes. Where are you headed? Again, the boy was silent. His eyes blinked at her, the color of the sea. He seemed to be fair-skinned, but the day's light was waning, and he had a stocking cap pulled low over his ears. The only skin showing was that on his face, and his cheeks were ruddy from the cold. Do you have somewhere to go? she asked, already knowing what his answer would be. She tried to calculate how fast they could travel back to where Mulder waited for her. The pass through the mountain wasn't long, but it was steep. She looked to the sky. She hadn't seen a ship in five days. Maybe they could make it. No, he said, looking away. She had met enough survivors to know not to ask about his people. She heaved a sigh. Would you like to come with me? She asked, half hoping he'd say no. He nodded mutely, and she nodded brusquely, and they set about, finding sturdy enough sticks to begin the splint. She had a length of rope in her pack that she could use to secure it, but she had to toe the line between constructing a good, sturdy splint William would walk on and doing so quickly. She worked around his boot, packing his sock with snow. The ankle was swelling, and if it did need setting, it would be harder to do the bigger it got. They had come on a Tuesday afternoon. She had arrived at their house in a spray of gravel, twin dents in her fenders, low on gas. She tried to get to her mother's, but the interstates were bumper to bumper, no one knowing what to do or where to go, just knowing they needed to get away. And that was before the bombs fell. Three explosions in southern Maryland had sent her careening down the back roads of Virginia and straight home. She'd tried getting in touch with her mother, her brothers, but cellular service was dead and it was impossible to find a phone booth, if her brothers even still had landlines. The door to the unremarkable house banged open, the screen door slamming into the siding. Mulder tore down the stairs and practically lifted her off her feet. Thank God, he'd said, embracing her. Thank God. If you like this story, please follow the link to the writer's page and leave some love. Kudos, comments, or subscribe. They'll love hearing from you. Then you can head over to our Patreon page and contribute to Audio Fanfic Podcast. As a member, 
you are granted early access to one new story per month. That's www.patreon.com slash audiofanficpod. Thank you for listening, and remember, the stories are out there.